Hola Madridistas, welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. A um, couple of weeks, maybe maybe 10 days of uh, a breather for us. We actually had planned to um, do something simple, you know, especially regarding Fede Valverde uh, during the past weekend, but I got caught up with, with some, some crazy um, backlog of work uh, to, to finish up, so I couldn't make it. But... Um, yeah, we have another international break coming up in, in less than a month again. So I guess we have slots um, enough for, for, for them sort of, you know, uh, side stuff. But the matter at hand uh, tonight, like even before, you know, um, even before the Ramos thing came into, you know, existence, you know, trips away to, you know, um, Ramon Sanchez Pehuan has always, always, you know, given me some, some, vivid memories you know um more often than not it's euphoria and not heartbreak but um whenever you think about going away to sevilla it's 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 tricky it's it's hostile it's uh, it's a crowd that wanna you know uh completely you know swallow you whole um sevilla as a team you know what they stand for you know the way they operate always had uh, a soft spot for me um Although, although you know, so many, so many of the Madridistas, you know, hate hate uh, Sevilla with, with you know every you know cell in their body, which I completely understand. They they can be a real menace to you know to deal with, especially with with Ramos on their side. Uh, I expected nothing less, and it happened to turn out the very way uh, I anticipated it to. You know, uh, Jacob was telling me that I looked deflated before coming on. Um, because I honestly felt like the three points were up for grabs and we just didn't read the menu. We just didn't read the menu uh, for what was on tonight. In my opinion, Jose Lu should have come on way earlier. Again, you know, lackadaisical defending from wing-backs. How many times have we, have we got to see this, you know, um, before we actually realize that some of the problems, you know, especially within our side, is deep-rooted. Um, it's aging and it needs some fresh um, injection, you know, whether it be coaching staff, whether it be personnel, um, this veteran side needs to move forward ASAP. And um, I always anticipated this you know, transition to be um, not so rigid, but unfortunately, I think that's what... Uh, that's what is staring, you know, um, in our faces in the immediate future. But welcome, our esteemed panel, um, Farooq, Doris, and Jacob. I'll start with you, Farooq, man. Um, how was the game for you? Uh, a visit to Ramos. Happy, happy days, happy memories, or bittersweet? Yeah, man. I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, it's bittersweet and it's more weird. Now, you know, it's it's like kind of seeing him with the four, you know, and with the with the you know with the I don't know if it's right, but with the fuckboy hairstyle, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> where, where, so we, you know, on our side, and you know, again with with you know, popping and puffing, fighting, throwing in last dish tackles. You know, there was a certain point in the game where you thought like there were like three, four Ramos is on the pitch. You know, so it was. Really, you know, it was a trip down memory lane, but not a very good one, honestly. But yeah, together with, you know, with the shitty game, in my opinion, it just, you know, converged to be, you know, the garbage 19 minutes wasted, man. Mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> Doris, man, um, visit to Sevilla, always tricky. 
Yeah, we remember some amazing moments. We remember some bad moments. This wasn't, you know, one of the better games we've played against them, but you cannot say that wasn't an entertaining game. <laughs> like, it was a shit game. Uh, we didn't get, you know, two goals that were, you know, that we scored, but, you know, it's a... Uh, it's its own topic, but like it's, it's not a big deal, right? But uh, still, 1 1 is not satisfying ever, you know, especially not for us. And uh, yeah, while it was a disappointing game, if you were a neutral, it was probably entertaining for you. And the entire game, I was just waiting for Ramos to do something stupid. <laughs> From minute one, you know, Ramos was, was, was on to everyone, you know, the first thing I see. Yeah, the first thing I see is basically him uh, mauling down Rodrigo and the game barely kicked off. So, Ramos was up for it, man. We all didn't expect anything else, you know, like he, uh, the man he is, you know, the the personality he 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 emits, it was only going to go one way. Um, but Jacob, man, uh, Sebia was there for the taking, right? They played a high line. There was so much space behind the centre-backs. Yes, Ramos is still Ramos, but, you know, uh, there were familiar uh, shortcomings to his game that we remember, you know, from, from his time with us as well. So, I just feel so bad that we didn't grab the three points because come the end of the season, these are the, you know, the games that, that, that would potentially, you know, sway where the title is going to go end of the season. Yeah, man. Uh, to be honest, I had to check... Uh at various parts of the first half where like are we playing this good are we able to progress the ball so easily up the pitch or is it just Sevilla being shit you know and then mm-hmm. it, it was a combination of both I liked the passes uh, going through in the uh, first half we created quite a few opportunities of course uh, we'll talk about what happened with the referees and whatnot with uh, all of the wasted chances but I feel like we play well and hopefully we were on for an excellent game for the second half as well but then that's not how it turned out, and uh, it's just a missed opportunity. But it, I feel like a lot of it has to go with uh, the fact that some of our players were fatigued, and we couldn't like really turn it on in the second half and make that final push to actually score the goal. I really didn't understand, right? Vinny, Rodrigo, yeah, there's not much you can do. Maybe, maybe Shuin, Hoselu, but Hoselu, I think Carlo played the cards right because. Like we saw, you know, we we get a late equalizer and we need an extra goal to you know seal the deal. Hoselu was kind of the right move, plan B to get off the bench. So I kind of understand, you know, what he did with that. But Rodrigo and Fede, surely I, I saw the game um, on Tuesday night. Right, they came back what last night, last evening. Um, they should have given you know, the whole day off. Like, I don't care if it's Sevilla, I don't care. It's it's it's, it's crucial three points on the line. Um, some of the players, man, they look like... Carlo had no choice. I mean, this is such an important game just before the Classico. You need the three points. So, and these are our best players, like it or not. Uh, even Rodrigo is kind of our best forward. <laughs> and then at you you saw what Rodrigo did. Like, he doesn't... Like, no, yeah, like, he, he, like he was bright. Yeah, you had to. Carlo had to try, and then uh, hopefully these guys could perform. But then that's not what happened in the end. But then uh, it's just that he did play his cards right for me at least, and it's just that it didn't work out quite as well as he hoped. 
in addition to that, actually, the point is they're just nobodies. Like, okay, remove Fede and remove Rodrigo. Who are you going to play? You know, that's the thing. You play Modric and then who who's going to come off the bench? There is no one. So, like, he had no other choice, honestly. I think for me, like, I just feel like this was one of those games that just reinforces my idea that the fact that Carlo Ancelotti is not the right person to lead this, you know, fantastic group of players. Because I just felt there were decisions that could have been taken differently, but then he just chose not to take them and for some for you know for so for some reasons i don't know honestly it's just quite interesting but about you know playing the south american players i feel like he had no choice because bodies were just not there that's the thing you just don't have the personal rodrigo would have come off the bench bloody again the whole silo thing um and midfield man we have enough depth you know like i don't know like maybe throwing in someone like brahim uh, into the equation you know on a trip to sevilla is, is is a risk i completely understand that but yeah, for me, uh, yes, energy was a bit zapped, but I, I felt like Fede had a very good game. Uh, Rodrigo, even though, you know, we saw signs of that very same Rodrigo who started off the season, um, you know, trying his level best, but really, you know, his, his end product needs to, uh, you know, turn for the better if we need to have any chance, you know, in any of the competitions, you know, major competitions this season. But, um yeah, I guess you guys, you know, have a point there. You know, we couldn't have done much. But um, a few comments before we kind of delve, start delving into this. Um, Ashi was here early. He was saying, we scored two goals and still came up short. We scored two legitimate goals and still came up short. Um, on that note, I would like to, you know, cast our attention towards the referee. Um, I've heard, you know, numerous accounts of people telling me, because I don't watch RMTV on the regular, right? Uh, none of us do, I don't believe. Um but people have told me that they are very notorious in compiling decisions that go against us and, you know, broadcast it in, in 4K. Uh, well, I, for once, am completely on the club side regarding, you know, what they're doing. Because, you know, these guys, you know, they shouldn't um, escape without any repercussions. But at the same time, a club, a club of our stature, we're not Arsenal, right? We are not West Ham. We are not Brighton. We are not. We are not United. Um, we shouldn't be, you know, making compilations to further point out someone's incompetence. The referee, uh, Baron Baron Shia, if I'm not mistaken, that's how his name is pronounced. He is notorious. You know, he has known to give out ludicrous decisions all throughout his, um, all throughout his refereeing career. Man, like this guy. You know, he he is even worse than, you know, maybe Hernandez Hernandez, you could, you could argue, because I always felt like Hernandez Hernandez, even though he's a bozo, he is at least sometimes compassionate. When you look at this guy, you know, he's so punchable that I really, really wanted to book a flight, you know, all the way to Madrid and go see this, this mofo, man, honestly. Um, the second goal, right? The first goal, you could understand it's, 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 it's offside, there's not much you can say right we uh, this is how football works in 2023 but uh the foul on the foul that rudiger committed was it on ocampos was it on cunia I, I can't remember right ocampos. but ocampos yeah right um we went all the way right um and finished off the move because the referee because the, the players are not dumb right when they see a, a, a foul being committed and then they notice there's a slight break in play, um, if the referee isn't 100% sure and, and, blow, you know, and blow the whistle with 100% with, with conviction, the players would react to it accordingly. But 
since this this guy was in two minds and basically half heartedly you know gave off some sort of a, was it was it was it a legitimate blow the whistle or was it him trying to uh make the severe players understand that wasn't uh that was an actual fall i don't i don't understand uh if you guys have anything to ship in this is your this is your moment because that was for me a clear you know clear chance a clear uh, intervention from the official where you know he basically could have had a major you know role in which way this this result went man definitely man i mean that's those are one of those chances that you know you wonder about like how uh, what just happened you know as you mentioned right you know the ref has the duty of blowing the whistle and if i'm not mistaken the whistle was not blown you know and the play just continued and then you know it's like players are caught in two minds and in my opinion the real madrid team did the right thing because you play to the whistle basically you know you play until the referee tells you to stop playing and the referee is not telling you to stop playing. you know you just don't stop playing because the referee decided he's not you know he's unsure about what he's doing honestly it's embarrassing that you know at this level of football you know you can see this this kind of stupid things and it's 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 it's, it's you know it's quite sad that the referee is the only group of people in football that do not pay prices you know every person even the fucking owners of the club we can see in england right now the glazers are selling 25 percent of the club because the fans don't want them you know but the referees are the only people that are like a mafia that are untouchable whatever happens you know he just one week suspension the next week he's back you know whatever happens irrespective of whatever it is like they still just keep going i don't know you know like at certain points someone needs to say enough is enough honestly couldn't agree more couldn't agree more man uh they 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 will forever remain un- untouchable you know to you know to basically line the pockets of the people who you know um govern this game govern our game you know these guys will forever be you know protected because uh let, let's be honest yeah once these guys are mic'd and uh mic'd throughout the game mic'd throughout high profile games champions league knockout fixtures and they are you know uh liable to actually come on you know on on a post match and and speak about their decisions they just know they're going to be lynched they're going to be dragged across the streets and lynched to death they just know that that's the whole reason why because uh miking up is a, is a thing that's so that's so rudimentary like it, it doesn't take much um resources to actually you know uh, put that into action but they do it for the reason they do it for the reason because they just know it's it's, it's only going to cause more bloodshed um ricardo was in the chat big up ricardo uh, he was mentioning i knew the player was overreacting when he and rodica collided for the ball he deliberately made it out worse than it actually was and i was very surprised that ref fell for it well i sometimes feel like you know referees regardless of if, if they are in la liga or the premier league or liga seria they as humans they sometimes just look for some sort of a divine intervention to save their own selves you know so i i feel like these referees they just buy into someone basically serving them an excuse on a silver platter and this guy he took it unfortunately for us um, he took it hasan was in the chat he was saying ramos really handed basa three points by scoring an own goal but drops an all-timer performance and fights with our players <laughs> jesus this is why vallejo is clear in what hasan says um well uh all jokes aside right um 
Ramos's performance was so good, so so good. You know the 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 kind of assurance you feel when he is guarding your 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 postman. It's it's uh, it's, it's special. I, I can't really put it into words. You know what I feel for that man. Um, seeing him play again, uh, especially in La Liga, unfortunately against us was was still super super satisfying for me. Um, right. What should we get into next? So the goal didn't happen, right? Um, there was a chance. I still remember this very vividly. Yeah? Like Tony to Fede, uh, and then Fede to Jude. Tony had a few very, very excellent uh, long balls, you know, uh, in behind their backline uh, a few times. But that particular time, I felt like Jude. His, his 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 contact was way off. Like the way, like the technique to hit it, hit it with uh, his side foot was actually nice. But man, like sometimes I felt like we had the chances, the Rodrigo chance in the second half, where he receives the ball on the turn, you know, turns the defender and you know fires a shot low at the, at the keeper's near post. Um, chances like that. Like I'm gonna ask you this, Jacob. Yeah, like chances like that. Like. Even until last year, those kind of half chances, guys like Rodrigo, they used to finish them off. Yeah, you said it best, right? These are half chances. Rodrigo created that opportunity for himself. Uh, no yeah. other player, no other player could have taken that touch uh, and actually found that opportunity. But then he hardly had time, and uh, the difference was that in the last season he didn't have to uh, convert too many of these half chances. He still had like a buttload of actually very clear cut chances where he had time. Those uh, crafters finished, and that's the thing that's lacking here. And even the Jude chance, uh, that was in a very clear cut chances uh, chance as well. But then it is what the team is at the moment. And uh, if we are to like uh, play ourselves out of this moment and get a few important wins in La Liga, we have to take these uh, half chances. That's the reality. We are not creating those clear cut chances uh, game after game, uh, and I just don't see it happening. So. I just how do we? How I, that's, I, that's, just that, I don't want to blame the players in this moment. It's just that I don't want to nitpick. I just it is what it is, man. I don't think I don't see a way out of it. I, I disagree with you, Jacob. Man, you have to start nitpicking. Like if this is, for example, you know, Sunil was mentioning the issue, the you know, the, the finish with Judah. And for that, you don't, you know, you cannot score ten goals, you know, in eight games. But this is Rodrigo. Like every single post match, we sit here and talk about the fact that okay, you create a chance for yourself, but you need to finish this chance. Ashik, Ashik, Ashik here. Yeah, no, Ashik was saying, you know, Rodrigo should be benched for a few games to get his shit together. You know, very pedestrian from him. Like, we expect a lot from Rodrigo. 100%, 100%, I could not agree more. That's just the thing, you know, like, when Jacob is talking about nitpicking, like, the point is, okay, yeah, you cannot nitpick, but when this is something that's happening week after week after week after week, I mean, come on, like, after a certain point in time, you need to just say, okay, enough is enough, you know, honestly. Honestly, I understand the fact that, you know, like Rodrigo has the technical abilities, you know, as you mentioned, like not a lot of players can bring the ball down to create that position that he created for himself. Fine and good, you know, it's a half chance. But this is our team. It's not like we create 20 chances every single match, you know. It's those yeah. half chances that we convert, you know. But now it's week after week after week and Rodrigo hasn't, you know. So definitely, I think it's it's time that, you know, Rodrigo is just taken out of the starting lineup. honestly. It, it, it's, it's only gonna you know do him good because uh, I saw him against uh, Uruguay. I saw him against uh, was it Venezuela? It was against Venezuela, I, I believe. Um, he was bright in both games. You know, he, he combined really well with Neymar, with Vinicius, uh, with Richarlison. Um, 
he is someone who is never shying away from adversity that's one thing i like about rodrigo and the, the very reason why i root for him so much is his unwavering belief in himself in his teammates in a particular situation you know he always finds a way to you know um get out get out on the other end you know unscathed and i i believe uh a month or at least like back to back match days away from the starting lineup i i think it's believe because the champions league is in action but him being a bit away from the spotlight is going to do him wonders man um but yeah like doris we did the double on sevilla uh, for the last two seasons yeah even even though we have like you said at the very beginning of the of the post match that sometimes you know those memories haven't exactly gone our way um but the amount of chances we had um doris don't you think we deserved to win this game uh well deserve is a, is a big well you know i think sevilla you know also play their own game um i think it's a bit unfair to say that we deserve when you you win when you win you know the referee mm. was definitely not on our side like 100 percent um but yeah for, for the last two seasons and especially the season before the last one like uh Sevilla, you know, he, they had a really good run. And then, you know, last season, uh, they were, you know, kind of crumbling, I guess. But uh, this is still Sevilla. Like, these players, even Ocampos, you know, showed us today that it's still Sevilla. Like, uh, last season, they were you know, having a, a tough time, I guess. But uh, for this game, they play well you know they played against us well and uh for a lot of the um things that happen in the game you know i would probably you know uh, praise our players for doing that where you know here it's uh, um you know hard feelings i guess <laughs> that's the best way to say it so yeah i i would Yes. Right. Can you hear me? Now it's fine, right? Yeah. You, you, you guys should have mentioned it. Um, but yeah, what Doris was saying um, was, 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 was completely, you know, completely called for because, um, we sometimes tend to forget what what these players are made of, you know, especially Sevilla. Um, these guys have immense character. Like the very person you were talking about, uh, Ocampos, this man has played left back, right back in midfield at 10. Uh, today he was playing an inside, uh, you know, second striker kind of kind of a, a role. Um, all these players, man, like Acuna, um, even the new guys, you know, they're, they're trying to get in. The defender who came on, um, Bade, if I believe, um Saumare, you know, Jibolo So from I think Frankfurt was he? But yeah, like uh these guys, you know, they have some 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 really good players, you know, especially even 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 guys like Rakitic, like I I really have to, you know, pinch myself to really uh, you know understand that this man is still going. Uh 
still number 10 for Sevilla, still captain, you know, still balling. Um, which brings me back to his massive chance. You know, um, if it was a Rakitic that's like five, six years younger, he would take that shot off at least 10, 15 seconds faster and would have, you know, led to uh, Carvajal not being, you know, primarily positioned to, you know, make their clearance. But again, Danny Carvajal, you know, loses the ball out to Campos, have to, you know, uh, track back, doesn't have the pace like he used to, does his best. Then he realizes it's out of my control. Then what does he do? He runs to uh, he runs to the line and basically saves Kepa's ass because no way in hell Kepa is going to reach it because it was so well placed the shot from Rakitic that without Dani Kavahal, uh, there, there's there's nothing much you can do. But I want to come to you, Farooq. Yeah, like Kavahal, yes, he is having the resurgence that we have been all you know speaking about, lauding him about for for months, uh, but. That moment encapsulates what Carvel is all about, right? That clearance happens, and then in 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 in, in the second half, uh, it's him basically, you know, uh, not pressing um, quickly enough uh, on Acuna that leads to that leads to you know Sevilla's goal, and then he himself again rectifies his own error again. So basically, he does that three times, you know, during a particular ninety. Um, how good is this guy and you know like is his his determination and his um let's just say craving for taking initiative is that enough to iron out his you know so-called uh shortcomings you know in in this in this twilight of his career you know post 30s i think definitely that's one of the things you know and uh mm. i think you also have to you know put it put into the perspective that today i kind of feel like there was a bit of energy lacking from fede valrodi as well because fede was also someone who also you know uh covers for him a lot so i kind of feel like today yeah. you know isolated i mean isolated is a very is an exaggeration but anyways i think that may, might be the reason why you know he was a bit more you know the one-on-one -on -one with either it was acuna or campos you know so stuff like that but yeah honestly i think you know that that that's one of the best characteristics of you know of of of, of uh you know uh carval it's that you know ability of you know that will to take the initiative and as you said today you perfectly summed up you know that situation that led to you know him having the goal line clearance i feel like that was something that you know encapsulated the kind of player that he has become right now because of he has tried to you know adapt his game knowing that okay he's older he can be you know the the the, the fullback that he was three four years ago you know as you said he lost the ball he saw that i can catch up what can i do kepa is out of the goal what i can do is that okay kepa has the right what I can do is protect the aura. I think Kepa had the left. What I can do is protect the right part of the post, you know. So that's what he did. And he understood that, okay, for this guy to score, either he goes through Kepa or he goes through me. At least I give, you know, a certain line of defense. So I think for now, that's just the, all we can hope for, honestly, is that, you know, he remains fit and is able to give these performances week in, week out. But uh, if you're asking is if it's going to be enough, you know, in the biggest games, I definitely do believe that with this performances, it's going to be, you know, but the question now becomes, you know, uh, if he keeps playing week in, week out without any sob or any any rest you know when those big games roll around will he still have that energy that he had you know in games uh, at the early parts of the season and include that 100 percent um but jacob man Carvajal, uh do you have anything that 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 you don't want to agree with farouk because you know, farouk can yeah, be. Man. that rarely happens <laughs> i always want to agree with farouk but uh... <laughs> 
with Ka- with Kavahal, uh, yeah, I saw a lot of good things today, man. Like his determination and whatnot is always good. But he uh, he did not look like a hundred percent. His ball, some of his <laughs> balls in weren't like totally as we expect. Uh, but then I I am gonna attribute it to like the international break again, the lack of sharpness, uh, especially towards the end of the game. Uh, but then yeah, overall he had he was so important for towards us. Towards the end of the game, I saw him doing something you know where Judas. He came strolling all the way, uh, you know, to our to our number ten spot. Like I don't know, you know. Sometimes you know, Kabahal basically is too ballsy with his uh, in in, in voting. You know, like it it, it it seems it seems hella crazy. But uh, for sure, you know, his whole body language, the way he carries himself uh, this this season, I feel like he has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove. Uh, himself again and i i believe you know there's there's a huge possibility that he's going to have a huge say uh, how our season is going to pan out but that header mm, doris you know uh 5 foot 5 foot 9 right 5 foot 8 i think he is my height to to reach out to that header uh front post with ramos with godelge you know all those lanky guys you know so mare uh breaking down your neck I think it wasn't one of the center backs. I believe it was a Kunia, I might be mistaken. Um, well, anyway, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't ideal marking, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it was still, you know, a pretty goal. Uh, we'd love to see those. Uh, but I think the commentator said it, you know, best. It was a Ramos-like goal, you know, and even Ramos almost scored a Ramos-like goal later. Mm. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, a good goal from Dani. Um, you know, hopefully he keeps this up. He was, again, all over the place uh, this game, you know, but uh, like you said, it, at some points, you know, he was in the number 10 position that, you know, it's Dani, you know, and it's not his first time that he's done it, but uh, he's always, you know, uh, going forward, which we like, because, you know, it's a it's a complete contrast to what we have on the left side. And I, and I think, you know, uh, Ferland should be, you know, as big of a topic tonight as uh, Dani should, and not in a good way, just my opinion. Oh, right, okay. Uh, heat on Falamendi. <laughs> Usually, always, always. Usually, we go easy on him. Um, yeah, take take your take your. <laughs> because I have a soft spot for Mendy. Uh, that's maybe maybe because the host is the guy who drives the conversation. I have a genuine soft spot for Fala Mendy, but I I can completely understand. You know, people getting mad with his performance today. Uh, simple one twos in midfield. This man, you know, he, he struggles to do it. It's it's not today. At least for me, it's not today. Honestly, it's not about today. You know, I we, we, mm. we thank you, Farouk. We, thank you. We had we had this discussion with Jacob as well for the preview. The point is, right now, Ferland Mendy not up to the power. Not defensively. Of course, we know before even then, offensively, he wasn't there. Right now, in my opinion, he's not a positive. I don't want to be harsh and say he's a negative, but the contribution is basically zero, in my opinion. This is just so see, so he's so he's basically worse than Fran, yeah? Or right now he doesn't give anything. This is just the point I'm making. I mean, I wouldn't say Fran ugh, gone. Okay, the thing is 
Come up in Gashuka. <laughs> That's just it. Come up in Gashuka, play left back. I know he doesn't yeah. want to play it, but come up in Gashuka, just play left back. That's just it. There is no other. Faruk, are you like speaking for the rest of the season? Come on, man. For the, of course, bro. I'm speaking for everything from now until whenever they decide to buy another left back, bro. Wow, and that's, that's going to be a long time. That's, that's going to be until what uh, this guy comes in, Alfonso Davies comes in. I mean, uh, bro, I don't know, man. Maybe until my grandchildren become left backs and they decide to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, relax, Farouk. Yeah, you, 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 your your genes in the next Lori Cunningham. Okay, so so relax, relax. Um, we have we have a few comments. You know, like, you know, like uh, Doris is going to hook me up with a certain Croatian, and you know, because of that, you know, Croatia has a chance of. See, see all these, all these well, shady details, man. Currently, uh, our defense is shit. Var Everyone else is just atrocious, and Juranovic, but Juranovic is not a left back. So. But oh, if God. he was, I, I, I wouldn't be all over. For us to sign him, you know, he plays for Berlin, Union, Berlin. It's pretty good, but that's besides the, the topic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, on the, on the most senior side, too, like uh, really, like Roland he needs. I don't know, man. He needs. I think with the, the injury, he hasn't been moving back to his normal self. But honestly, like defensively, he's not as you know good as he uh, as he was, you know. And that was the reason why you know at least we could at least. Uh, you know, keep up with the lack of offensive output that he had. And I always said, like, in my opinion, he was the best, you know, defensive fullback out there. But right now, right now, unfortunately, you know, I just believe that like, he is not a positive contribution to the team. And I would just think it's just a neutral contribution. And, like, I feel like there is no value in playing a player like Ferdinand right now. That's, 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 uh, yeah, like, it's not easy to sit and hear that, you know, um, because I, I really rate what Mendy brings to the table, but I completely understand, you know, like, for example, that, that, that's, uh, general so chance, you know, where he basically, you know, uh, gets a one, two off, not sure, was it Ocampos, was it, uh, look back here down the right and Mendy and, Alabaha nowhere in the equation and it's so funny you know one but it's one not just, yeah come on it's not just a one chance like for the mm. entirety of the game he was nothing offensively and how many times was he trailing back sprinting for someone and then like we know him like he's fast and everyone says that he's the fastest on the team did he beat anyone today <laughs> defensively I mean Everyone, even Navas. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Like, Grandpa, Jesus Navas. Like, is he? Like, I don't know, man. Jesus Navas is a freak. Let's, 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 let's be honest. Like, no man is going to be playing going back at, at, at his level at 38. That's just different breed, right? We can't compare. You know, Paula Mendy is a mere mortal when it comes to all all these kind of you know situations but i get you guys is you know uh, grieving man this is not this is not what uh, a top tier club like ours you know in, in a position that's so crucial to how you know we we function and so crucial to how modern football is implemented you know without wing backs having at least decent you know resolution to their attacking you know <laughs> Arsenal, let's it, it, it speak, but yeah, I, I don't want this to. I don't want to make this about Mendy because this wasn't about Mendy. You know, let's be honest. 
um let's talk about the next big guy i feel like you know that needs to uh really get some heat is vinicius junior he himself said in midweek last two games in especially with brazil i saw him he wasn't great um it wasn't ideal for him you know coming back from injury and you know the reliance upon him you know and the pressure that comes with playing for us being a talisman it's not easy it's not easy for him you know he's not he's not 25 he's not 30 he's still a young kid so i completely understand his his uh frustration and and they're not being able to be at his level best but tonight he didn't do himself any favors um he had so many so many very creative avenues where prime vinicius let's just say vinicius of last season you know would would be all over you know with with the chances he got he would he would be you know having dinner breakfast and lunch uh over and over again because it was it was chances that vinicius is known to take his chances that vinicius has his repertoire on like it's, it wasn't it wasn't something that i felt like oh if there was cristiano he would bury it you know top right corner it wasn't that it's just little details that i just feel like vinicius maybe it's him lacking a step you know after recovery maybe it's him getting into his own head uh, i don't know i i just feel like he's way off way off if last year's vinicius was a 10 out of 10 This is his Vinicius. I'm I'm afraid it's is barely a 6. Who wants to who wants to take the dips on this? I will come to you Jacob man uh, Vinicius yeah. uh, is concerning. Yeah, yeah I mean like, uh, but a 6 on 10 that's harsh man. Like before his injury I feel like he was getting on doing all the right things uh, at least trying to make it as a forward you know. And then in this game too he had some moments. I know he's like not the Vinicius of like last season yet. But he for me he's like doing enough and just trying to get back into form like do at least uh, considering that uh, we have players like rodrigo trying to find their form again uh, vinicius is doing much much better so i just have to take it relatively and then uh, hope vinicius takes uh, the braga game and uh, uh, you know just to warm up again score a couple of goals get his confidence back and then things will just start flowing Yeah, I, I just hope. I think you know. Yeah, it's, go on. It's it's only the time for you know the course for Alan here because let's not forget like Vini got injured and you know he's just back and he just played how many three four games in total so I think you know it's going to take a bit of time to you know reach that season that he was because last year he was arguably you know the best player in the world or at least in my opinion he was you know the best left winger in the world so. that's you know there is there is that so i think it's going to take a bit of time so i think you know it might be harsh as jacob said you know to 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 focus so try to you know light up the heat right now and also i i, I it's also you know let's never forget this you know as you mentioned as also you know, at the beginning of the show like it's jet lag this players literally came back to madrid yesterday in the morning and you know today in the afternoon they are asked to play football as well you know it's like it's 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 you know tra- transferring content it's not easy honestly like you know the jet lag always will play into you know uh will play into this into, into the situation because whether you like it or not this is a game that requires you know physical performance you know so when you're 
you know, jetting from one continent to the other and arriving, you know, after 24, basically in less than 24 hours, you're asked to, you know, play a football game at the highest level as well. You know, that's something that also comes into play. But about the former Vini, honestly, I'm not, I'm not concerned at all at this point in time because he's just back, you know, from injury. He needs to you know, get some form, get back to full fitness, you know, as well as this match fitness, you know. And then, you know, he was, as Jacob said, you know, just get a couple of goals here and then build his confidence and start rolling. I just hope that's the case. You know, it's a classic case of, uh, let's just say, attacker's block. You know, similar to writer's block. You know, all 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 people. You know, go through this this phase. Um, I just hope, like you said, you know, for once things start clicking onto him. Like we have noticed with Vinicius, it's it's sort of a domino effect. You know, like once he once he has a couple of really good phases in the game and he buries it, uh, and he continues to do it. It's it's you can you can clearly see him. Uh, building himself up, him, you know, his game up, his overall performance up, you know. Uh, I think, you know, he, he feeds of confidence, like what you said, you know, Farouk. He is, uh, you know, confidence player has been thrown around for, you know, for ages by everyone and their man. But uh, I think it applies to, you know, Vinicius uh, quite a bit. You know, it, it, it relies heavily, uh, heavily on his psyche as well, you know, how um, well he performs. Um, a few comments. Um, Right, Modu Ba, uh, Jacob, it's, it's a little further up top. He was mentioning referee gets what he wants by making sure Real Madrid drop points. Um, yeah, honestly, man, if this, this league goes to the wire, uh, we have to be like, this will be off my memory. <laughs> I'll be honest, my memory is the worst among all of us, right? By this, by the time April or May rolls around, uh, I wouldn't be thinking about this, but genuinely speaking, right? If, if the league goes to the wire, these are one of the match days, you know, where you would think, well, you know, it could have been an entirely different outcome. Uh, Mo was in the chat, bigger Mo, he was saying FIFA bug caught Madrid today, but we were incredibly poor centrally. No penetration from the middle. Um, Jude tried his best. Jude is the master at it. Like he had a few line breaking runs, which really didn't, you know, muster for much um, compared to, you know, all the previous games, you know, where, you know, a Jude run like that, more often than not, it ends up in a goal or, you know, at least a very crucial save. Let's, let's talk about Jude. Who wants to talk about Jude? Um, Doris, um, an average performance from Jude? Or do you think it's too harsh for someone who has been uh, on fire this season? Uh, I guess both of well, what you said. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, but I guess, you know, for Jude, at least tonight, I, I wouldn't really, you know, put any blame on him. Like, uh, he did absolutely nothing wrong. You know? He, he might have missed, you know, but uh, that's, that's not something, you know, to chastise him for. And we wouldn't even do it if he you know wasn't doing so well uh, until now but uh yeah again you know that shows just his standard and what we're ex expecting of him which is a good thing having high expectations of your players is a good thing and we need to have that mentality and i'm sure that you know he wasn't happy with his performance but you know it is it is a uh, on the team and definitely not on Jude. As a matter of fact, like 
he was probably one of the only players that I would probably, you know, say were, you know, safe this game. Mm. Who was the Who was the other one apart from Jude? Who Who can actually walk off the pitch with their head held high? I guess now, if Rudiger hadn't, you know, for the goal that Sevilla uh, scored, it mm. was an own goal from Alaba, but it was yeah. actually. Rudiger who missed the ball. It went through his legs, you know, from the cross. Yeah. He, he yeah. missed the ball from the cross. And it, I mean, it wasn't, you know, Alaba's fault. And it's a silly mistake which shouldn't happen to someone like Tony fucking Rudiger, <laughs> you know. But uh, it happens. But if you look everything, you know, apart from that, he did his job. And he, you know, uh, Rudiger was pretty good. Ramos and uh, <laughs> Rudiger drama was pretty pretty fun especially the the little cheek thing. yeah like, almost like joker asking you know joker asking tony do you want to wipe a smile laughing you know and he was telling him to wipe his smile off <laughs> maybe yeah that, that makes that makes that makes perfect sense but what did you guys make about all all of that you know that that passive aggression Ramos against Rudiger, you know, Alaba stepping in. And then I saw at one point, there was, I think it was a brawl towards the end where, you know, Kamavinga comes into the picture and Ramos is like, swipes him away, you know, stay out of this, you know, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know. Uh... I mean, I don't think anyone really expected Ramos to go into this game, you know, with his head down. Like, that is impossible, mm. you know. Mm. And... Uh, I wonder what's gonna happen when we, we play at home, you know, against say so, yeah, when he's at the Rampel and the, I don't know. It's gonna be he might score. Thing. He might score. I, 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 honestly, I he don't think he like celebrate. he was gonna celebrate mm. the goal that he almost scored. He was. I think he was like this close. To he would have celebrated in in Sevilla, but I don't think he celebrated at the Bonabal. No, no, no chance. I don't know. I don't. Still, that's kind of you know. Ramos, really? I don't know. Everyone is Ramos. He might. He might. He against us. Come on, he was our captain. Like for other players, you can maybe understand that, you know. But for mm. Ramos, your captain. Come on. But then don't you have the fact that you know he's a son of Sevilla as well. You know he's someone who was you know born there. And he came out of the system. That's, and that's fine. Class, that's so. fine. Still. He, I mean, he's he, not gonna come. It was, take it was his own choice like uh, for celebrating against Syria every time. It was, that is his own <laughs> thing. But I'm for us, don't fucking do it. Excuse my language. And, and, and the way Ramos used to celebrate against Sevilla wasn't your average celebration. You know, it yeah, always had so much emotion. Mm. The point is that when the whole stadium literally insults your mother for the whole 90 minutes, of course you're going to celebrate against him. That's yeah, yeah, 100%. It was a, it was a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, with us, like with us, he won't but be I, getting I, that kind of reception. I, mm. I think him hitting the little <laughs> FIFA dance <laughs> or something. <laughs> that was when? Like three years ago? Three, four years ago? You're talking about a prior celebration, right, Doris? Oh no, the what's it called? In the greedy. Yeah, the greedy. Okay, the greedy. Right, right. Okay, okay. 
funny, you know, after all this that he did that. <laughs> I don't know, he won't do the greedy. That's, that's, <laughs> like, he, he's too masculine to do it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the return game will be, will be something, you know, uh, something to behold. But, yeah, Hassani, you know, mocking Farooq, you know, son of Sebi, a hype, <laughs> 100%, you know. He, he, he is de- definitely son of Sevilla, but he knows well and truly, you know, uh, we made his career what it is, you know, at this point. Um, who else do we have to touch upon? Um, right, Kepa. Well, when the goal went in, like, um, you know, like nature always uh, directs me to do, I was flipping mad at Kepa, you know, asking, why the hell are we, you know, dealing with, this guy who we all know isn't really good enough but then he pulls out two out of this ball saves you know especially one from um was it from Ocampos again or was it from so i think it was from jibril so uh, a long ranger from outside the box um jacob kepa again you can't really blame him for the goal I'm, but I, I, I was right right up there with you like uh, i was ready to blame him because I saw, man, that it went straight at him and he could have fucking saved it, mm. right? But then mm. then I thought, I saw the replays and I was like, fuck, it's Alaba who touched it last. And you don't expect your yeah. defender to actually put it on towards your own goal, right? So it just yeah. blindly came at him and, uh, you know, on another day... He did maybe, what he could. Maybe he could have saved it on another day. Uh, but it's totally dependent on luck. And I just didn't... I just couldn't blame as much as I wanted to. the ball in the front even before that, Carl Haaland, Modric, Carl Haaland, Luka, Luka was defending no man's left. Luka wasn't doing anything, he was just ball It doesn't watching. matter, crosses happen, like, they, 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 there's like, they happen like every fucking, what is, I'm sorry for swearing, <laughs> I'm getting worked up, but like, uh, crosses happen so many times in a game, like, we cannot fault you know, them for the cross happening, but we can definitely fault for Rudiger being the first so, man on the on the ball and missing the ball. He wants to throw his legs into Alaba. It, like, I don't blame Alaba one bit. Like, one bit. Yeah. Kepa. Kepa is blaming himself because he's a professional goalkeeper, but I'm not blaming either of them, you know. Rudiger oh, Kepa was a professional bit. keeper. I thought he was a, you know, Sunday league goalkeeper, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, so Doris, it's like uh, we have to do two things, right? Uh, in a professional game, like these guys have to. Uh, of course, you can't block every single cross that comes in, but you shouldn't give these guys so much time so, so that they can put in such quality crosses in, and that that just kept happening throughout the match, uh, and it was just. But you're expecting your center backs, you know, to stop those. <laughs> like Man. that's their entire job. You, you know, no, like we know how weak they are, like. And we know how these guys are in the air, especially Alapa. These guys can't really like defend in the air, to be honest. So well, at least he was, he was on the floor, at least. But the thing is, I think both things can be true. You know, like can be true. You know, both, both what Jacob is saying and what you know Doris is saying can totally be true. I totally agree with both of them because I think the reason why Alaba could not adjust in time was he, he assumed that you know Rudiger was going to kick the ball away, which when he couldn't, then it came to him as a shock and he couldn't react in time. Also, 
I don't think they, I mean, if you have 10 goalkeepers there, nine of them will not say what Kepa, you know, tried to do because he could not just adjust his body in time. And I think there are very few goalkeepers in the world that would have actually have saved that, you know. So it's just the cross shouldn't have happened in the first place if you covered, you know, if you, you know, covered your spaces earlier and then Alaba wouldn't have had the deflection if, you know, also Rudiger had done his job. So it's just, it's, it's just you know, uh, all around, you know, Shit house before you know the defense but then uh, I just feel like in all honesty, I feel like you know Tony Rudiger was was I think outstanding player of the match, honestly, in my opinion. Both him and Kepa, I think Kepa also had like I think two fantastic saves in the game. So I think and I think both of them were were, were, the, were the outstanding players in the game. But I would just you know want to talk about what Doris mentioned earlier about you know with Jude and something like that. But for me, I just feel like you know it's one of those things that you have to, you know, measure because I think personally what I was thinking today is that if Judas called the goal today, tomorrow morning, everyone will be like, oh, Jude the savior. But the point is the guy had like a very shitty performance today. It's the point is it's not about shitting on Jude or something like that. It's about the thing I always say is like, I'm not on hype train. It's like people are building a hype train for Jude Bellingham to, you know, sit on. And the point is when you look at the team, you look like we are not performing. You know, we are actually not performing. And if the guy keeps scoring goals because he's scoring goals, like, you know, we just mask everything. But this is the problem. We are not, I think someone in the comment was mentioned earlier, like, centrally nothing was happening. For those games, okay, I think in this season, only three games were, was, is when something happened centrally. One of them was Girona, one of them was Napoli, and I think the game before Napoli or the game after Napoli, I'm not sure which game it was. Those were the only three games where you could see, okay, the midfield function as a unit, you know, centrally something had happened. Every single team was just Jude being in the right place at the right time, or he made the fantastic, you know, messy escrow he made against Napoli or some shit like that. Like, they actually haven't. I, I saw the game of Italy against England, right? This is the performance you paid 100 million for Jude to give you. This is what you want. I don't want the fucking goals. Who cares about the goals? I want the game that he will dominate the midfield, you know. These kind of things. And I think other than Napoli, Girona, and one more game, I don't think there has been a game that I can put my hand to just and say, yeah, okay, this guy is the fucking bomb. The other games, he's just been there to score the you know, miraculous goals. And obviously, like, goals are what sell papers, obviously. And the fact that he's English as well gives you the David Beckham effect as well. But then, eventually, like, what's, you know... What's the thing like? If he had scored today, I'm sure definitely we would be having a different discussion. Like, oh yeah, but Jude is the savior. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, it's, it's it just has to the narrative around Jude definitely has to change. It has to be more about his performances because the man is you know there to keep saving Real Madrid week in week out. Week in week out his performances, I believe, stem from just um, let let's just let's just put it this way: it's not lack of communication. It's not it's not uh, miscommunication. It is basically from the very top, you know, the, um, let's just say Carlo's vision is to minimize the loss of Benzema, to minimize the non-existence, the, the, the level of, uh, minimize the existence of a top tier striker. Basically, I think that's what the squad as a whole, you know, tries to achieve out there on the pitch. So what Bellingham does on a given day is basically what situations arise for him on a particular match day, I feel like, because um, if all these players, you know, were super well drilled, super well oiled in what their roles were and how they, you know, uh, would behave in this particular ecosystem that is, you know, this diamond, I think there would be a lot more fluidity 
lot more stuff happening centrally because if you guys like we all have played football at some level right down the wings it's basically basically reacting to a, to a to a situation down the middle you just need a clear well oiled plan to actually penetrate sides down the middle it's super difficult that's why you know putting it out out wide and you know crossing the ball in is so much more easier than you know working out a goal you know down the middle so i believe it's down to the system and it's down to all of us you know trying to compensate for a lack of striker i, I don't know if you guys have any other you know mm-hmm. arguments to us at jacob doris yeah, that's, 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 that has been the basis sorry jacob but that has been the basis of my argument with carl ancelotti is that there is mm-hmm. no system he cannot develop a system this is just it. I keep saying this and saying this, and this is basically the summary of what you had said right now. There is no system there for you to create something centrally. So it's easier to allow what allow your wingers who are Mavericks, either it's Rodrigo or Vinicius or you know, or whatever it is, you know, to who are Mavericks to make magic happen and create chances and, and, and you know and, and, and just shit goes on. That's the thing. Like that's why I just feel like in my opinion, if we had a different coach, like because I feel like the strongest part of our team is the midfield. But right now, we're not getting anything from the midfield and athleticism. We just have, you know, mar- marathon runners in the pitch, whether it's Jude, whether it's Kamalinga, whether it's you know, wherever it is. Like, we just have people who are very strong and fast and big, and they just keep doing their thing. But, like, in terms of creativity, I just think there is nothing that is coming out of there, honestly. And I just think it's, as you mentioned rightly, so it's about the fact that, okay, you're trying to compensate for the absence of Benzema. You create a diamond formation that doesn't suit anyone, but eventually, you know, you're trying to make things happen and someone is scoring goals and someone is not scoring goals and what is and what is not. But I just feel like that goes back to the, the crux of my own argument all through is that you don't, I don't want to trust this special group of players to such an archaic manager. This is just the thing. <sighs> okay. That's a lot to break down, but uh, I just want to highlight one thing. Like, uh, I'm not coming to Jude's uh, uh, defense or anything, but... Uh, the what I wanted no, no, like, was... don't, don't, don't please understand me. No one is criticizing you here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I want to highlight is um, the matches that he did play well. You know what happened? Kamavinga was playing left back. Uh, and my Fosilu man, was... my, he got the point, man. Kamavinga is the key. Yeah, uh, so Jude needs someone. Uh, so right now, because Kamavinga wasn't there, uh, the whole of Sevilla's midfield they were focusing on Jude, right? Uh, they weren't giving in an inch of space. He was getting more down. The referee wasn't having it. Uh, he wasn't uh, giving us any of the fouls. Vinicius should 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 have also had a pen, right? He was elbowed in the back right, while chasing Definitely. the ball. Like I don't understand. It's I don't understand pen. these kind of uh, and double standards. Mm. That's the thing, man. Like in this game, uh, if you shut Jude down, we have nothing down the middle. And uh, the only way you can take attention away from Jude is if our wingers do really really well. That's when Vinny and Kamavinga or someone. Does things well, but then in this game that just did not happen, and then that's why I feel like Bellingham just did not have a good game. He wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Aconia uh, and Jason Salas, like uh, I rate them, right? But they are top top tier, you know, top of the creme de la creme wing backs out there, man. But Sevilla, like like we always, you know, say it's it's not an easy place to go. Um, we we always know. You know they're going to give it their all and uh, yeah, put blood and teeth um, on the line to you know uh, make the three points. But I guess we have covered pretty much everything. Um, and Doris, if you have anything else to add, um, Farooq, Jacob, quickly. 
Nothing, yeah? I'm good. I hope Doris is still here. I, I can't see her, but yes. yeah. Sorry, my microphone is muted. Um, yeah, not much. I mean, both of them said it all, but uh, uh, Farouk said that, uh, you know, for the whole Jude thing, you know, we, like, I agree with them, uh, but still, you know, it's the, we, we are so trying to compensate for Benzema not being here, you know, that it's really reflecting on Jude, you know, and it kind of happened, you know, like with Kamavinga when he showed us that he can play at left back, it's happening to Bellingham because he showed us, you know, you know, that he can be at the right place at the right time, if you want to say it like that, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, he shouldn't be, you know, a poacher. That's, you know, that's not his job. But uh, I agree 100% with Farouk, you know. It's the midfield that uh, he needs to, you know, shine at, you know. It's, it's not the goals, but uh, it's we cannot still, you know, fault him for any of that, you know, because there's no one up there to for him to, you know, play with. For England, there is. Like, is, we, I, I wouldn't even make... A comparison you know because for england he's playing with so many you know quality players and he has someone to pass to you know here he's he's barely trying to make a pass to vinicius if he can or anyone we, we we're struggling you know we're struggling in general and it's i don't know it's not fair to put it on jude but you know he's uh, we we have a whole season ahead of us you know and it, this was just one of those games, you know, where Jude cannot save you, you know. Maybe it could have happened, but, you know, that's not long-term, you know. And I guess, you know, we won't really know un until we get a proper nine what he can do, you know. Because we, we are setting up for that, not for this, you know. We are, in the future, we are going to get the nine. We believe, you know. And... Uh, until then, no matter what we do, we are still not going to see the real Jude because that's what the future is, you know. No matter what he does, even if he's incredible in the midfield, we have to Definitely. see it. Well. I totally agree with Doris on that. And I think that's the key thing as well, you know, the fact that right now, whatever we see, it's just a certain version of, you know, something that's trying to, you know, plug a gap or, you know, cover a hole or something like that because the team as a whole is just, you know, disfigured like it's it's a team that's just trying to up for teams as you guys keep saying honestly i think that's the thing like not until we have a proper team that actually includes a proper striker i think we wouldn't be able to you know uh eventually you know justify what these players look like or what these players do not look like because honestly i feel like we have a very very strong team just the number nine is missing honestly and that you know breaks everything down because we are so the way we are so used to playing and it's not like you know we have you know i don't know some revolutionary person and on the sidelines who is trying to you know make things happen out of nothing so because you are you're asking these guys to figure shit out themselves and they're also very young in their careers as well you know they've always in their life played with center center for as you know, the figure uh, the leading trigger of the team so right now they don't have that anchor if you want to borrow Kylian Mbappe's word you know they don't have that anchor to, to do anything for really weird to see how they play but yeah as you said Maybe not this season, maybe it will, you know, take a bit of time, maybe towards the next year, that's when we're going to see, you know, the very best of Jude when he's playing, in a, you know, in a proper, proper field. Let, let's, 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 uh, let's ask ourselves this simple question. Yeah? If Carlo Ancelotti was given a top-class centre-forward, 
not even top class, let's just say serviceable, at least a couple of tiers above Hosilu. And he trusted this man so much that we kick off the season with our traditional 4-3-3. I guarantee you, we will still have similar days like these where we are frustrated that the attacking output isn't the same like when it used to be the BBC or you know Benzema Vini. Um, we still would have days like these, but I would guarantee you, we wouldn't be sitting here thinking like, oh, we didn't create so many chances, right? That's the thing. Um, for me, what I believe with this formation, we're going to get either of the two things. We're going to get a game where we um, absolutely blow teams out of the water because when it works, this diamond can kill you instantly. But when it doesn't work, we have days like these, right? We have days like Kleti. Um, where we, this can you like we've played 11 games this season now, right? I think this is the 11th game of the season. Can you please tell me? The yeah, game? Girona, we saw how devastating Perfect. we were, right? Yeah, um, right, Napoli, it really worked. Like, uh, even like, even if we were caught uh, with our defensive frailties, we all saw how fluid and uh, exciting we were, you know, on the attack, right? So um, which other game can I give you? Maybe probably, you know, the Manchester United game uh, in preseason, but the examples are, are low. No, uh, like I, 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 That's two like, out of 11. Uh, Actually, I consider the Napoli game as a 0.5 because I feel like it was a game that showed a glimpse of what it could be. It wasn't a total domination. Okay. So it's a 1.5 out of 11 games. Mm. So I don't know, like, you know, that's, it just tells me that... Sample size is low. Sample size is small. I totally agree with you that. But as I said in the group, you know, I just feel like if we face a decent team, God save our souls. <laughs> well, I, I believe you know next uh, week's Clasico is is, is going to be that that litmus test. No, I know? don't care about Barcelona's game because Barcelona is just what it is, man. Like I mean, the point is we shouldn't come here on a Wednesday or a Tuesday and get shambolic performances like we had in the final against City, bro. I mean, come on, that's that's like reminis of when we were playing Lyon and we could not do jack shit. You know, that's that's the thing, honestly. Like, I mean, the league is, you know, even if you lose to Barcelona, you can still win the title and, you know, shit is fine. But when you go to the Champions League and, you know, uh, you go away and, you know, you go to stadiums that literally don't even have names and you're getting, you know, shown what is what is or what Well, is. that happens only in Feb, Feb now, March. We just have to face Barcelona and get that over the line first, you know, that's what I'm interested in. But I completely agree with your point. Like, but Barcelona, man, like we have, we have to deal with them, especially since we drop points today. Uh, like what Jacob was saying, um, next Saturday's uh, Clasico, everything will be uh, back to square one. And uh, yeah, we have to be, you know, top of our game to actually, you know, stand a chance. This season, I believe, we all know, you know, it has already been written off by the board, by the fans, who all we all know that you know, like getting one major trophy will be a massive achievement with the squad um, and then the current you know crop of players that we have. But um, we can be optimistic and and you know like keep uh, keep believing in this team because that's the only way. Um, because for large parts during you know so many games, I feel like this isn't the Madrid that I grew up loving, but. Um, but then I get reassurance from, you know, the players, the culture, you know, the values that they, they emit, you know, uh, that's what gives me the belief for all the people that, you know, would uh, 
look for some light this season i i think you know uh the only way that we can you know control ourselves is this might be you know that transition season that that we might need you know uh and i i hope i hope you know this season amounts for something because 12 months and let's just say 60 50 55 60 odd games for nothing would be a huge uh yeah huge waste of you know time energy and uh, a bad ending for so many you know for crucial legends luka modric uh heavy pressure under heavy pressure tony cruz surviving you know neck above water but how long will it go on for you know um major questions being asked of you know our wing backs um guys like alaba you know rodiga you know like everybody is under pressure so i just hope collectively like we like we always do every year you know post february we have that period where we can you know hone down and uh, you know go full tunnel vision uh, tunnel vision mode and you know see the season out because that that's the only light i see honestly uh, if if we <laughs> if we slack even in like a couple of the uh, non sensical you know uh, early copa del rey games i believe we are looking at you know a season with uh, no trophies man like it's it's crazy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know uh, uh, I, i think our team can survive in la liga man like even if we don't win the league we're gonna push whatever whoever team whichever team goes if we, if we if we don't win the league it's it's basically a failure man let's be honest the, the point is you you said it right you like a lot of people are actually writing off the season because of the way our squad looks without an open eye so i believe that if you're going to last day and having a chance of winning i think it's it's a victory for everyone So and I think that's what's happening. Oh, we're going to be Well, if you put it that way, yes, but still <laughs> being second, you know, it doesn't it doesn't help anybody's cause, man. Uh we all know. I mean, that's that's all part of the thing. It's a review. You're not going to expect, you know, stuff to happen out of the review. For me, just my thing is I don't want a repeat of last season's elimination from the championship. I mean, just go out even if we're going to go out a 1-0, 2-1, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to play for 10 years and say we will not score. You know, so should do that uh, jacob have any, do you have anything to add regarding that <laughs> yeah i mean when you write our season uh, you want to and when especially when it's a transition uh, like a season of transition you want to build uh-huh. on build stuff you want to get players at the top of their form so even if you doesn't win if you know if you don't win any trophies you still feel happy that the team is improving and next season you'll be excited for it but if that does not happen this season then i feel like this season is going to be a failure I uh, I I don't know how you guys can say that but like regardless of what is happening you know uh no matter you know how many times people would ask me to be a realist uh for me a profile season is 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 just absolutely doomed you know uh, it's it's a situation that I don't want my team to face honest to god you know that copa del rey was was a saving grace last season and probably that's the reason why I I still you know have the energy to come and speak about our team because uh I don't take losses very well uh let's just uh, part does not count man don't be bossy put it that way i know it doesn't count i was one of the first people over here who said you know it doesn't count but it's consolation like for a season that we put so much blood and sweat into it's consolation and that's it goes a long way i'm telling you there's a long way um but yeah big up everyone in the chat uh for tuning in much respect um so from now on it's going to be you know back to back uh games huddled up champions league uh la liga the clasico is coming up 
Uh, we'll be having hopefully a Braga preview on Monday, uh, usual 1 p.m. EST, 7 p.m. Madrid time, uh, our usual slot. Uh, if things work out, we have uh, some very lovely guys from a Portuguese uh, football show, uh, you know, who actually wants to collaborate with us and and yeah, like talk about Braga and you know Liga Portugal in general. It would be nice if 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 that that was a that was that was to happen. It, it, it's not uh, exactly finalized yet, but we will let you know. You know, keep uh, your eyes peeled on our socials. You know, Instagram, YouTube, turn on your, turn on your notification bells on and whatever. Um, also, friendly reminder: we have uh, the El Clasico preview with Samuel Marston, one of our you know very good friends uh, over at ESPN. Uh, would be super exciting to you know you know catch up again uh, with Sam. You know, in less than like what? five months we did it in april i believe uh five six months so yeah big up big up samuel mawson you know for always uh showing us love and uh, big up all of you guys you know uh, out there listening to us you know uh, sending in feedback uh showing us all the love especially during the football content awards voting uh and whatnot you know the finalists the winners would be basically announced november the 16th so Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, let's just hope we have a place on the podium, right? Um, anything else? We have covered everything else. Yeah, check out our partners, Remedy Committee on Instagram. They're on a brilliant fan page. Uh, go check them out and give them a follow. We are less than 50 or less than 60 away from 1k followers on Spotify. Uh, if you guys haven't followed us over there yet, please smash the follow button, it would mean a lot. But yeah, people, without further ado, until next time. Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid.